Whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships, I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Okay, so this is super exciting. We've never had a guest on before. And who's better than Charlotte Lawrence, guys? <laughs> I cannot believe I'm the first guest. That's amazing. We were too scared before, but... Guys, we'll have some we'll fun. We'll have fun. Yeah. Charlotte's drinking a chocolate milk <laughs> and eating popcorners and so you guys might get some roll-ups in my pocket you guys might get some accidental asmr yeah we We had a long night last night guys so we're a little bit rough today exactly we were at the cfda awards last night super fun who was your favorite person that you saw or who who did you charlotte knows everyone (laughs) i think my favorite thing was brandon maxwell's speech I thought he was the coolest. I agree. I told him afterwards that he just crushed it. Crushed it. It was. And it was real and like emotional. Yeah. It was beautiful. He is a really sweet guy and super talented. Well deserved. I mean, as fun as these awards are, you know, and as fun as it to see friends and to see cool people and all the outfits, it like, it does get dragged on and it does get. You know, long and tend it to get a little, yeah. a little bit, like, slow, per se. And I think he just brought up the energy again and, exactly. and stole the show. Yeah, and made it real. Yeah. You know? Well, they say they leave J-Lo for the end because they know people won't leave before she gets her award. And yeah. then as soon as she got her award, Tom Ford was like, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> I know everybody stood <laughs> up done. and just left me. <laughs> Literally right when she got off stage, every single person stood up. It was up, like but... someone pulled the fire drill or something. <laughs> like People were just like stampeding out of there. She was cool, though. I mean, she's like an icon. Yeah. Completely. And that's why she and won I the Icon it, Award. And I thought it, it's cool that like the fashion industry with – CFDA awards and like the Met and stuff, you can see how the fashion industry is letting in people from other creative industries, like with mm-hmm. music and like a lot of younger people. It's and cool to actresses. Yeah, and- exactly. Like to see all of those people as part of the fashion industries, I thought was really cool. And even like just for you to be there was like you see how, like, you should be there, you know? Thank my, you. My favorite moment was when we left the museum to get in the car and all of Charlotte's fans were lined <laughs> up outside against the barriers screaming, <laughs> Charlotte! So cute. It was so cute. It was so cute. I mean, I did not, I was like, me, Charlotte? Because, <laughs> I mean... You know, it's different. It's like when I go to a music event or even a friend's show or one of my shows, it's like, you know, you expect that the people there know because it's like your music and I'm in that. That's my entire world. But I was like, I'm just newly being introduced to the fashion world in a sense. And, you know, a huge part of it is you guys introducing me and bringing me around and, you know, just including me and everything. And it's so much fun. But I was so surprised that I was like, oh, well. Maybe I am supposed to be here. Like, what's up, guys? Well, not to mention how good you look in 
all the clothes Thank all you. the time. Oh, that to you, Cynthia. <sighs> um, maybe we could talk a little bit about like how we met. Okay. I want to just make one point. I just wanted to say one thing, though, is that I do think like that all the creative fields do sort of blend, and I don't think that there should be any boundaries and music and fashion and art and all those things mix. And Kit, you mix art and fashion in your collection, Charlotte, music, and maybe fashion soon. Coming yeah, soon. 100% coming soon. But <laughs> I also think with music, you know, a huge part of music is the vision behind it and the videos that come with it and the content and the pictures and everything and you know it's like you listen to a song you look at the album cover you look at the music video of the song and I think that that's you know one of the biggest ways that you can incorporate fashion into music is because people people you know when when somebody listens to your song you don't want them to just think oh this is a cool song you want them to think oh this is a charlotte lawrence song or this is a blank song you know you want them to associate the music with the person and i think a way to do that is fashion to like be able to be who you are as an artist and show you know who you are as a person even just through the clothes that you wear storytelling it's all storytelling <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you should do a podcast one time that's like only just ASMR. ASMR. Yeah. And you do like the brushes. Like 30 <laughs> seconds, it's just ASMR. So yeah, just listen to how nice this sounds. Well, Charlotte put a jewel crackle in one of her songs. Oh, that's cool. I have. I have actually, it's so weird. It's in like at least 10 of my songs because before I start recording, I'll do it. And then it'll just like accidentally be in the intro of that like recording take and they'll keep it. It's oh so God. funny. It's cool. It's so funny. So Charlotte and I, I actually remember like, well, we met when we were really little. Yeah. I'm sure like with my mom and Charlotte's mom, Krista. But then I remember we met one time in Montauk in like maybe four years ago or something. And I remember meeting, you were with Kaya, and we went to dinner, and I remember showing up at dinner, and I was, like, in my surfer girl mode, like, with, like, a pair of cutoffs and, like, some random ratty t-shirt, and they both show up, like, with their hair done and, like... They're like beautiful sundresses and like they're both six feet tall and like <laughs> sick thin and just so beautiful. And I was like, oh my God, who am I going to dinner with right now? Like That's it was so, so funny. funny. Well, I think it's nice that Krista, Charlotte's mom and I have been friends since before you were born. Yeah. Didn't you design my mom's bridesmaids dresses? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, we've known each other a long time, and she's always been a baller. And she is really the epitome of agelessness. She's at all your concerts, jumping up and down, and... She looks like she's 20. Yeah, literally looks like she's 20. (laughs) She's the coolest mom of them all. But I think that's like, you know, how they say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, that, you know, I knew... When I said Kit's going to California and she said, oh, she should 
hang out with Charlotte, I knew that you guys would get along. I knew you would have a yeah, great time. Yeah, we had time. like a scheduled like meetup in Malibu. Do you remember that? That it was like, oh my you god, you came to Malibu. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. That was like the. I think it was the second time we ever hung out. Yeah, and we just liked each oh other. God, but we like went so walking weird. on the beach, and it was like a little. <laughs> Yeah, it's, we had like a like play a date. Tinder date almost. Oh, it, was it sounds like, very romantic. Yeah, we got so very romantic. We like collected rocks on the beach. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I totally remember that. It was so but much fun. I think it's interesting though that you know Kit is in school in college, and Charlotte, you had to, you just went right into your career, and. You really had to grow up at such an early age. Like, you started performing when? I started working when I was, like, 13, 14. But I started really performing and going on tour, like, junior year of high school, which is honestly the main reason why I left high school. I was, you know, always actually pretty passionate about school, especially, like, English class and French and all, like, the cool subjects that, you know, I believe you actually learn something from. And my parents were always super strict about me going to not only high school, but college. It was like through my whole entire life. It was like, you have to get good grades. You have to go to college. You have to do this, this, and this. And probably ninth or 10th grade, I started really pursuing music, you know, very young, but I was already so passionate about it for my entire life. And I started really trying to do it and release my own music and, you know, do little shows and promote my own stuff. And I, I did it all as an independent artist. And not until I would say 11th grade when I was like 16, it actually, you know, started, started to, to work. And and my parents kind of saw it as like, a, oh, it's not just a hobby. Like she can actually pursue this as a passion. And, you know, I got offered to go on a tour and I was like, mom and dad, like right now, this is what I would go to college for. This is my dream. And, you know, I'm being offered this opportunity that, you know, I've wanted my entire life. And they're like, you know what? do it. And I'm so grateful that they let me because it's like, I, it's, it's true. I feel like if I continued school and went to college and did that whole thing, it's like, yes, you know, opportunities last a lifetime and I would still be so young, but I do feel like it would have put a pause on my career per se, because all I wanted to do is pursue it and go on tour and perform and make more music and, you know, be in that world. And I, I think that's the big question. How much of education is experience versus, you know, a traditional college yeah. degree, you know? Yeah, I remember, like, when I first moved to L.A., you were still at Marymount. And, like, being picked up from school in your little school uniform and everything. And you, <laughs> oh, I need a picture of that. <laughs> it was so cute because Charlotte's, like, You've never really been like a goody two shoes like schoolgirl. Yeah, so she was always like leaving school for something, some music thing or something like that. But I remember when you told me you were like, I don't think I can handle doing music and school anymore. Like together, it's just too much. And yeah. I was like, do it, like go for it. You have to, like this is you can always go back to school. That's the whole you thing. Know? Is like. You know, there's two sides of it. A lot of people always say, oh, you can always, you know, pursue your passion and always work on your job, but first finish school. And I think the other side of it is like, you can always go back to school, pursue your job when, when you know, I worked so hard on it for so long just by myself with my managers, like doing everything 
on my own kind of. And, you know, when, when opportunities started actually coming and I was like, wow, wait, people actually kind of like my music and like I could do, I could do this. I just decided to go for it. But yeah, school, it was kind of hard, honestly, because once again, it became, you know, more of a career and a developing career rather than just a hobby. It was like, I used to get straight A's in school, but I started just missing so much school for work and for sessions and for this and this show, whatever, that I literally had like a 7% in math and like a 2% in in (laughs) science. It was like the worst grades you've ever seen. But my parents were like, you know what? It's not because she's not trying in school. It's because she's trying so hard in music that she's missing school. And it's like, you know what I mean? Well, Mm. and I think because you write your own music and it's all original, it's all based on experience. Completely. And you have to have experiences in life to write the kind of music you write. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And also it's like, truthfully, if I am, and hopefully, knock on wood, guys, if I am going to do this for the rest of my life, which I would love to, the only, (laughs) thank you, the only, I think, real, like, subjects I needed from school was English. And I loved English and I loved creative writing. I loved writing poetry and reading books and writing essays on it. That was my favorite thing ever. And I, you know, I didn't just drop out of high school. I continued to do it throughout my senior year. Um, I think I'm still in high school. I have yet to take my GED or anything of that. So I (laughs) actually do think I'm still in high school. I'm sorry about that, mom and dad, but (laughs) that's where I'm at. (laughs) I remember meeting with my advisor at USC and I was like, I want to work while I'm in school. And my advisor was like, you are in college. You should take these four years to just focus on your studies. And then after, you know, you can work. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't think college should be a pause on my interest and my passion. And I think that like, when I graduate college, if I graduate college, (laughs) I want to have working experience because like a lot when I think about it it's like a lot of these kids are going through this rigorous education and they're focusing so much on school graduating in three and a half years whatever and then they get out and they're like they have no work experience yeah so I think it's such a valuable thing to be able to have some sort of like professional career already started so that when you graduate, you know what's up. I mean, I think the most important part of school should be to teach you how to be in the real world. And if you're not really learning how to be in the real world by actual experience, there's not, you know, it's like you kind of finished school, finish your college, and you're just out on the streets like, okay, now what? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think I think what's so good about you is you also found a passion at a young age and are able to start pursuing it and do it and really make it into a real career as you're also learning about the business side of it and the life lessons and everything in college that can actually benefit you. So when you're actually out of college, you can go Mm full-fledged into your fashion and and everything you want to do and actually study that and know about it. And I think a little difference is like with music, it's just you got to know how to write you got to know how to perform. You got to know how to dance. You got to know how all this stuff. And it's like, they don't teach you that in school. You know, they teach you how to write. And I, I did, I credit, you know, my English teacher, shout out to Miss Miller. I credit her for 
everything for how I learned how to write and and also also my dad obviously my dad is like he's, a, <laughs> he's yeah. number one but Miss Miller genius. is a great number two <laughs> um, but you know that's how I learned and I feel like college for you is is really important because high school it's like you don't really learn about fashion and, and business side of it and it's like you know you have your mom obviously who is probably your number one teacher and inspiration. Totally. Speak for you on that. But but then it's like college, you get to actually choose what you want to study and how it can benefit your career. Mm -hmm. And get more into like the logistics side of stuff, which is like just the most complicated. Yeah. Because you can't teach passion, you know? Yeah, exactly. You can teach the you, you know, you got to learn how to do the hard shit about it and, mm-hmm. like, the the numbers and all that stuff. But you can't teach passion and style. It's, it comes from within. So it's, like, I feel like you're utilizing it in such a good way. I think that's interesting when you have a dream, but you realize you have, you have that realization that you're, like, oh, but how is that? How am I going to make that a reality, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the hardest part is like knowing what you want to do and where you want to be, but then like, okay, what's the nitty gritty? How am I going to get there? You know, and that's what I think is that time, you know, that build up then, you know, between realizing what you want to do and then like actually making it happen, you know, is like, what's the hard work that goes into that? Yeah. And it depends. It varies for everything that every person wants to do, you know, and some it's like I I respect people so highly that, you know, go to college and and still don't really know what they want to do yet, but are using college to figure out what they want to do for the rest of their life. Like I give you full respect. I give you praise. And, you know, sometimes it makes me jealous that I didn't go to college and do that. But it's like a lot of people you know, work so hard at school and their entire goal in high school from, I don't know, 13 to 18 is to get into the college and they're finally in college and they're like, okay, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this four years of my life to figure out who I want to be in this world, what I want to do, what is my passion, all that stuff. And I just think with Kit and I, the difference is we found our passion so early that, you know, we were able to have this lane to be able to decide what we want to do with our passions. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like your passions should get together and do something. They We're are. working on We're it. We're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Had a meeting about it yesterday. Yeah. Okay. No, but I do think, I think it's cool that I get to use school as a way to learn more about like the back side of fashion or like the business side. Because I think that stuff is so interesting. Like I'm sure you've learned so much about the business side of music. Yeah. That's just like it's so different because like it's naturally so like the creative side comes naturally to me and obviously comes the creative side of music comes naturally to you but it's like learning about the business side is so cool to me like I mean for you we're recording at the Spotify offices right now like you started as a Spotify artist which is such a unique like most people just get signed immediately and like just do that I mean I am very lucky and I feel lucky every single day that I wasn't I didn't have to be a struggling artist per se because one of the biggest reasons why you know new or young or inexperienced artists sign big label contracts before you know they're 
at all established is because they do need that money and need the studio time and need the connections and stuff. And I think growing up in Los Angeles with my family, who's so amazing and and supportive and of everything I do, I was able to find myself creatively and, you know, establish myself as an artist with my own creative vision before I signed a label deal and before I did the whole rounds. Because a lot of times when artists sign label deals before they're even themselves yet, before they even found their sound or found their look or found whatever they want to do, it's easy to to let the label, not let the label, but it's easy for the label to, you know, make you into their pop machine rather than like use what you already have creatively and elevate it. And I feel so lucky that I was able to find myself as a musician before, you know, I did the big wig deal. (laughs) So another thing we talk a lot about on the podcast is travel. And I mean, you've been all over the world on tour and everything. What's your favorite place that you've ever been to? Oh my God. I mean, favorite place I've ever been to point blank is when Kit and I went to the Bahamas a few months ago. <laughs> Literally best trip of my entire Happy life. Happy place. Happy place. Again, it was kind of romantic. Gonna, <laughs> we literally, we're going to start some rumors we here. We called it our honeymoon. <laughs> it was our honeymoon. No, and and I would po- it was like right around the time that my boyfriend and I were like kind of public and I would post being like, we're on our honeymoon. Like it's our first date in Bahamas, whatever. And everybody was like, wait, so who are you dating? Like, is it Kit? <laughs> Keep them guessing. (laughs) (laughs) But we had so much fun. My grandparents live there, and it's just, like, the most beautiful, small-town, like, non-touristy, just heaven. Yeah. It it was amazing. But I would say touring-wise, probably London, just because of the show, was so incredible. And when I look at, you know, my favorite places to travel on tour, it, it always just connects with the audience and... And how that night was and how I performed that night and the feeling that I had that night in London was like has given me the craziest feeling both of the times that I performed there thus far. So that was very fun. Okay, I want to ask you about the craziest thing that's ever happened while you were on tour. Let me see. I mean, the first thing my mind goes to is I was in Amsterdam. Uh Uh-oh. Well, we know where this is going. (laughs) Not where you think. And I lost my jewel. So I instantly, and here's the thing, guys. I am open about my jeweling on my Instagram sometimes. And honestly, it's like, if that's the only thing I'm kind of addicted to, I'm fine with it. You know, at least it's not anything else. (laughs) I need to quit. 100% need to get over that. But as of now, I'm going to roll with it. What happened is I need my jewel before a show or else I'll get lethargic. It's like you get full withdrawals. It's really the craziest thing ever. So I lost my job and I had a show that night and this is like morning time. And I'm already having a full-blown like panic attack. Have thrown every single pillow trying to find it, like went through every single bed on the tour bus, like the craziest thing ever. And I made my manager go to at least seven vape shops in Germany, I think, cuz like we woke up in Germany. I lost it in Amsterdam, but we woke up in Germany. And buy every single small vape that kind of looked like a jewel. I spent maybe 
I would say $800 on just buying vapes in Germany. And I'm not a big spender. I never buy clothes. I rarely have my credit card on me for food even. Like I just don't buy anything. And it was the most vapes you've ever seen. I tried every single one. Nothing was the same. And then finally, I found one that looked like it had little screws on the top of it. So I was like, okay, I can work with this. And I ended up like taking apart the vape and hot wiring it so I could put my jewel pod on top of that German vape and smoke oh my jewel pod. Okay, and then I was I fine. I think we just got Jewel as a sponsor for our podcast. Oh Jewel, please God. sponsor me. Sponsor my music video. But then, and then it ended up my dad was coming out to the Paris show and I made him bring me jewels. But like I full blown was it was it worked it that was fine. So and there's a video of it I'll show you guys after. I'm just like the happiest I've ever been. I was like <laughs> crying like it worked. I taste the mango. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my first thing that comes to mind just because of the feeling of like not having that. It's like my one. It's my one thing that I need. You know, like I don't need any hair and makeup. I don't need any specific clothes. I would go on stage in sweats. It's like I need my jewel and water, and that's all. <laughs> Wait, so you don't have a get pumped song that you listen to right before you go on stage? So it used to be for my last tour, it was Kill the Lights by like Alex Nile and some other people. And it's just a very upbeat, fun song, and I would dance to it. But normally before my my routine, before I go on stage every single time, for some reason, I have to give every single person that works with me and around me, my drummer, my guitarist, my tour manager, my audio guy, everybody, I have to say, I love you and look at them in the eyes and give them a high five. And if I don't, it's like, uh, it's like my superstition. Yeah. And one time, like... I did it to everybody except for my guitarist because he was already on stage, like, tuning his guitar. So I walked out, and in the middle of my song, I mouthed, I was like, love you, and gave my five. <laughs> like, I have to do it before I start singing for some reason. Do you have any good luck superstitions that you do, Kit? Like, what did you do before skydiving or before... I, like, don't talk to anyone. Like, I don't tell... Whenever I'm about to do, like, if I'm about to release something for my brand or I'm about to go skydiving or whatever, I go, like, radio silent for, like, a day and just, like, get in my head and, like, start freaking out. Um, And then, like, after it's over, I'll text everyone and be like, oh, my God, I just did this or, like, whatever and freak out about it. But, like, I need to just be by myself and have like no other opinions on me when I'm about to do something crazy oh my god I wish I was like that I'm so the opposite of that I need everybody's opinion it's even with just like posting an Instagram picture I'll send it to 10 people I'm like which one and each person will choose something different I'm like fuck (laughs) or it didn't work out It's literally the same picture, and I'm like, Charlotte, they <laughs> literally all look exactly the same. She's like, the color is tinted slightly differently on this one. And it doesn't even matter. I just It's with everything, too. It's like with songs, I love playing it for everybody and getting opinions on their favorites. And it's like, you know, there comes a point, obviously, that with, with more serious stuff like music, I always go with my instinct, like mm-hmm. over everybody's even – you know, people that producers or anything. It's like I feel like the artist's instinct with how the song should be produced and released and which one comes first, blah, blah, blah. I think that's the most important because it is, at the end of the day, my vision. But it's like I do take in every single person's opinion 
not lightly. You know what I mean? Like if a producer says, oh, I don't like this one part, I'm like, let me listen to that a billion times and let me see where you're coming from. And more or less, I'll agree with him, you know? And it's like, I feel like outside opinions are are good if you trust the person, but there comes a point as well, which is why I understand your silence before that it can get in your head and like mess with your own opinion on it. Yeah. Well, Kit and I got a little sneak peek into some of your new music. And let's just say, oh it's my God, you guys are gonna <laughs> freak out. Amazing. It's so good. Thank you. It's, it's so, good. so great. It's so Thank good. You. And I just love like huge. The- it's gonna be huge. Oh my God. Get ready, everyone. I love the all the like visual stuff that you're talking about, like all the music videos and the photo shoots that are going along with it. That is like I love that's to you, see. It's your vibe. I love to see like how the vision connects with connects the songs. with the music. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I'm so excited. I'm filming a my first like big actual production music video on my birthday, June eighth. June eighth. Yeah, so it's gonna be fun. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. I can't wait. And then tour after that, right? Yeah, I go on. I'm releasing music a bunch, actually. I'm releasing a lot of music this summer, and I'm not going to give any dates, but it's going to be a steady rollout like this whole summer up until probably fallish, and then I'm going to go on tour again in fall. Pouring some gasoline on that fire. <laughs> Sing, sing us something. <laughs> Kit and I slept in like a two degree room last night. It was literally we woke up and like you can see our breath. It was so cold. I don't why, know why. why do you guys do that? Because I love sleeping in cold environments with like a cozy blanket. But then you get out of bed and it's like I see cold. Yeah. No, but it's the best. Sounds romantic once again. <laughs> oh my god, no. Wait, I have such a funny story. One time Charlotte, every time Charlotte sleeps at my house or like I sleep at hers, we obviously sleep in the same bed, which like I guess we're so we're older now, so people thinks are is people are starting to think that's kind of weird. Um, but one time Charlotte was we we're sleeping at mine in my in my bed and my cleaning lady was <laughs> my cleaning lady came over and she was like going to come in my room to do something and she opens the door <laughs> and sees Charlotte in bed with me and she's like oh I'm so sorry like I didn't mean to and I was like no it's totally fine you can come in like I mean, we have so many. I I remember one of my favorite Your House stories is when I think your uncle was over or somebody and like Cynthia came to introduce him into your room and I and thinking that it was you in the room, I opened the door just like in my underwear like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm Charlotte. Nice to meet you. And it was like you and your whole family. <laughs> like There was a kid there too. I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> And it's hanged off in underwear. And <laughs> Cynthia's just like, because Cynthia always makes jokes too that it's like, whenever I'm at your house, because I, you know, before I got an apartment in New York, I would always just stay at your guys' house. Always. I mean, I still do. I still sleep over all the time, but it would be like all the time I would stay there. 
And Cynthia would always say that you would know that I was there because you'd see a trail of socks and sweatpants <laughs> and underwear and shirts just leading up to Kit's room, like all scattered around the house. One time I opened the door to Kit's room and it looked like <laughs> literally a bomb went off. And I was like, oh, Charlotte's here. Aw, just that warming feeling. <laughs> but I also, you got to give me credit because as messy as I can be, I do clean up well. Yeah, you do. You do. And you're an organized person. That, that's pushing it a little bit. Yeah. Well, you have to be. The amount of stuff you juggle every day is incredible. Yeah, I mean, I'm organized-ish sometimes. I don't necessarily know what I'm doing until at least, like, three hours before I'm actually <laughs> doing it. Like, I've had so many instances that people ask me, you know, where are you performing next? Or, like, what are you doing tomorrow? Like, where's your session tomorrow? I'm like, I if you had a gun to my head, I could not <laughs> tell you the answer. I have no idea. But it always works. I always end up just making it work. That's why I feel like Charlotte's, like, the perfect ageless person because, I mean, you're sitting here eating popcorners and drinking chocolate milk, <laughs> but you're also, like the most adult person for your age just because of like what you do and how much experience you've had at like before even most people graduate high school you know thank you I take that as a compliment I think it's important to you know especially in this industry that we're both in you know fashion music art television whatever it is just the creative more like performance side of of a career I think it's important to also you know recognize that you're still young as much as you may be you know both of us we may be working in adult adult worlds and have been doing it since we've been little and had to grow up yes fast because of our jobs it's like I am still 18 and I still love chocolate milk I despise <laughs> gross coffee like <laughs> I'm gonna wear sweatpants and a sweater whenever I want it's like you know, as fast as you can grow up, I think it's important to still remember how old you are and and not and still lose be that. like a kid. Yeah. I think that that sort of like childlike innocence and optimism is important to keep throughout your life. 100%. Because once you lose that, then, you know, what else do you have? It's like you got to keep that that excitedness i think a big part of being childlike and optimistic is you get you still get excited about things that come and it's like you know i'll perform 10 shows in a row every single night and then it's like still every night i walk off stage and i just feel that euphoric like ecstasy feeling of like whoa what did you see that crowd like they screamed everywhere that was crazy <laughs> like freak out and everybody's like whoa charlotte like it was the same last night it's gonna be the same tomorrow like you're on tour right now and i'm like yeah well, that's still so cool like <laughs> It's, it's, I think it's still important to get excited, you know, and and be happy about stuff You like are that. one of the happiest people I've ever met. <laughs> Thank True. you. And yeah. boom. <laughs> Peace out, guys. <laughs>